Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You can watch us on the simulcast 32.3, Stadium 32.3 or 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. Two hours as normal on a Monday, two hours of open phone lines. On this, another great word, smorgasbord. I said it wrong. Smorgasbord. Of emotions Monday. I mean, there's so many thoughts, so many emotions um, that come out of that highly anticipated four game series between the Astros and the Yankees at the pseudo Yankee Stadium over the weekend. Obviously, if you're an Astro fan, Especially this Astro fan, you're, you know, you thought, well, going in, I'd take a split. I mean, obviously, all last week I'd said, I'd take a split. Absolutely. Remember, the goal for this nine-game New York stretch was five and four. Well, the Astros should be six and oh. I mean, it should be 6-0. and oh. And so that's why I said it's just so, just wide range of emotions and thoughts with this series. Obviously, they should have swept. The only reason they didn't sweep the Yankees, and I did not expect this, not to that extent, completely dominated the series and split. So while you're going in and you're saying, Well, I'll take a split, which is you always take a split for the most part, unless you're playing some just really bad team and they're, you know, they're tired or they're injured. I mean, pretty much when you're playing the team with the best record in the league at the time and you're on the road, you you going in, you say, I'll take a split in a four-game series. But the only reason the Astros lost any games, they got cheated on Thursday and then they threw a no-hitter on Saturday. I mean, you know – if you want to win the next day, you don't ever throw a no-hitter. That's just silly. You know how I, I don't, you know. The minute it happened, I'm like, well, we split the series. <laughs> it's nice. It's cool historically. And I guess it makes some sort of statement. I, I, I hope so. I don't know. You know me. I'm not for all that pomp and circumstance and all that. I'm just not. You know, I, 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 um, I'm not a, I don't like no-hitters. Now, if I'm gonna if I'm getting my face crushed, if I'm down six to nothing, then I and I ain't giving up. I want to get no hit because then I, my chances of winning the next day go much higher, skyrocket. Uh, and so, you know, it's just it, it. On one hand, it's on one hand, it was very nice to see the Astros pitch the way they did. Astros set the franchise's all-time 
consecutive hitless inning streak at pseudo Yankee Stadium yesterday over the weekend. Unbelievable. Team that was, you know. Now, how much of that had to do was the Yankees are just like kind of starting to anger the Piper because they're winning too many games and, and maybe they're about to hit a little bit of a skid. That could be. Or it could be that the Astros just know how to get the Yankees out better than just about anybody else in baseball. They certainly know how to get Judge out better than anybody else in baseball. And I, I just wonder, again, there, there, a wide range of emotions and thoughts. Um, I know how the Yankees kind of feel because essentially it wasn't a four-game series. It was a three-game series. Very similar to what last year. All the years kind of run together. Was it last year or two years ago? I think it was last year. Going into the All-Star break, Yankees came to, the, to Minute Maid Park, crushed, dominated the series, crushed the Astros. And it looked like they were going to get a sweep. The Astros are down 7-2 to in the ninth, and they score 6 in the ninth to win 8-7. And so it's like you dominated the series, and you should have swept, and yet, they, they, they get this little uprising late, and, and they can allow to feel good about themselves. So, again, I know, I, I mean, the Yankees should have got swept in this series. And yet, they, they got a split. So, you got to give them some credit for hanging in there, no question. But it was, um, you know, just very, very frustrating on one hand. On the other hand, you, you kind of feel like, you got the upper hand on them in terms of right now, at least in your little mind, in your mind, in the Astros' mind, they've got to um, they've got to feel that they know how to get the Yankees out. I just you know again a wide range of thoughts and emotions here with this series. I wonder. I mean, I, I think that most Yankee fans are so. Um, not all, but most Yankee fans are so pompous and, um, you know, feel like they created the sport even though they didn't. They weren't even around as long as other franchises. But I wonder if any Yankee fan, I wonder if it dawned on any Yankee fans over the weekend during that series. You know, maybe the reason they've beaten us in the postseason so many times in the last decade, the last seven or eight years, is not because of their hitting. It's because of their pitching. From Dallas Keuchel to Verlander, it's the Astros pitchers. You know, all this silliness that they do. And I look, fans are going to be fans, I get it. But the National... The national media feeds off of it, and it's such propaganda. It's just, they're just victims of propaganda. All of that silliness. And I just wonder if any of them can see past the end of their nose to think, you know, maybe it's their pitching is the reason why they've beaten us in the postseason in all these 2-1 to one and 3-2 to two games. Maybe it has nothing to do with hitting. <laughs> Maybe it's that they know how to get us out better than just about anybody else. And that's not just the Yankees. The, 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 
the Astros have won all these games because they pitch. They pitch. And for the most part, they play defense unless you hit it to Bregman, then he just throws it over the first baseman's head. But um they 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 just look, it was it was a it was quite a pitching performance over the weekend. Now, um the Astros have got to figure out how to get Presley to pitch more than one day in a row and be effective. You know, that's got to that's got to happen. But again, once you get to the postseason, the whole bullpen, the dynamic of bullpens change, it changes. First of all, you have more days off in the postseason than you do in the regular season. And if the Astros can stay reasonably healthy, I mean, they're going to be able to five four people. You should be able to. I mean, they, right now, if 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 McCullers comes back and Odorizzi comes back, and supposedly within the next month or so, they're going to both be back. And if no one else gets hurt, which is a big if, I get it, uh, they're going to have seven starting pitchers. Seven. You only need three to four in the postseason, in a postseason series. So they're going to be having guys who are who've had really good seat. Like, look, about three weeks ago, Javier and Urquidy were looking pretty iffy. How'd they look? Javier, some people say Javier's performance Saturday, uh, when was that? Saturday, one of the best pitching performances of the year and historically, like unbelievably dominant. They only hit like one ball that had a, um, you know, they chart all this stuff, depending on how hard you hit the ball, your likelihood of getting uh, a hit. They, they only, the Yankees only hit one ball hard off of them in seven innings, one. Completely dominant. So it was, um, I mean, if you're a Yankee fan, you're thinking, man, that was great to get two wins because we got our face crushed over the weekend. Very similar to how I felt as an Astro fan when Altuve had the, uh, you know, the the walk-off homer in the sixth run ninth uh, at Minute Me. I mean, it just is what it is. Now, the other thing, I wonder if any Yankee fans thought, you know, this guy Altuve, maybe he doesn't need a buzzer to hit a home run against us. <laughs> it's like, how many times does he have to hit home runs against the Yankees before somebody thinks, you know what, I'm a victim of propaganda, and maybe this guy just kind of owns us a little bit. He kind of knows how to hit home runs against us. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Astros are off today. Astros... Uh, have three more games. Should be 6-0. and By the way, when we last spoke on Friday, I was furious after what I what I think. I think the, the, the uh, Astros got cheated, so I was very, on Thursday, I was very frustrated with the umpiring. The umpiring, in terms of the balls and strikes, was actually, in my opinion, worse. The umpiring. On 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 Friday, Saturday, and Sunday it was awful. On Saturday, awful. The umpiring, but it wasn't as one side. I think it was more. I mean, the the um, the balls. I mean, it was a it the, the home plate umpires in that series behind the plate. They were awful. Like again, I, like I said Friday, I am not for. 
it goes, it seems to go against the spirit of all that I believe and profess and preach and bellyache about all these years. But I am, I, I just cannot, I, I, I could not vote for the robo home plate umpires. But man, it's all, it seems like the people who want it, boy, they, all they need to do is show this home plate, this series. I mean, the, the home plate umpires were terrible. Terrible. But again, I thought it was highly one-sided, and I thought they decided the game on Thursday, the, the, the bad home plate umpire, John Lipka. The other one since then, they were worse than Lipka, but it was it was more it was more fair. See, I'm into fairness. I just want fairness. Um I, I thought they missed more calls than Lipka missed in every game, but it was more of they missed them on both sides, so there was a, a greater sense of fairness. And, you know, both sides heavily didn't get calls here and got calls there. I mean, it's just it, the, the home plate umpiring was terrible in that whole series. Terrible. Horrible. And, and they, those guys got to get better. Or may I just wonder if they're at the point where, well, this RoboCops thing is coming, so why get better? I mean, I can't believe they think that way. But, I mean, I mean, this weekend it was almost like that. I mean, they were just terrible. I don't know. What is it going to look like? Does anybody even have an idea? What is it? This whole robo, I mean, what? Just going to look awful. But anyway, it look, in many ways, it's hard for a high, uh, in late June, a highly anticipated series between two of the best teams in baseball to live up to the hype, but this one kind of did. It was, you know, it had no hitters. It had two comeback victories. I mean, it had a lot of emotion and incredible performances, some great catches, and I mean, it was just, it was quite a series. Of course, the Astros should have swept, but that's just an opinion. It is what it is. But it's um, it was it was quite a series. Now. The Astros have three games left on this nine-game New York swing. They've got four wins, should have six, but they got four. Uh, all you got to do is um, home plate umpire be fair on Thursday and not throw a no-hitter on Saturday, and I think you sweep the series. But it didn't happen. So now they just need to win one of the next three, but you know how it is. You can say, things, well, I just want to be five and four. I just, But then once you play the games and you're sitting here at four and two, should be five and one or six and oh, then you're not going to want to, you're, you're not going to want to lose two of the next three games, although it's very possible that would happen. So right now I'm thinking, man, I'd like to win two of the next three and get to six and three. I would love six and three. Fascinating weekend. All right. Well, let's take a time out. When we come back, uh, we got other things that happened over the weekend that we need to comment on, not just Astros versus Yankees, although around here that's pretty high profile, highly talked about series for sure. We'll take that time out. Come back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. 
can call in and say Pete Rose deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. You can call and proclaim that the Houston Astros were the only team that stole signs. Just know this. Foot will disagree with you. Call into Footnotes with Kevin Foot at 337-706-0111. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Want to remind you, Astro Getaway, Astro Giveaway, whichever one you like, they both work. Three will be coming July the 30th, about a month away. If you like against the Seattle Seahawks, Seahawks, Mariners, if if you like brawls in baseball, which I like winning. That's what I like. But if you like brawls in baseball, you got a pretty good chance of getting one. The Seattle Mariners, if you remember, the Astros and the Mariners squared off a couple times. They got all mad at each other. And over the and yesterday, over the weekend, the, uh, the Mariners are fighting with the little MVPs. That's a feisty bunch, the Mariners. Y'all, they're supposed to be all <laughs> liberal and laid back from Seattle. What's the deal over there? I mean, when you go and you try to hit three of our players because we almost hit one of yours. Yeah, but it was one of their little MVPs, so they get oh, all yeah, they MVPs. get all testy about that. <laughs> the little MVPs. But but no, I mean, I mean this if you like brawls, you better register. Register at the game clubhouse. Astros, Mariners. Mariners like to brawl and like to empty their little benches and there's, that's a feisty bunch, the <laughs> At Mariners. Least they don't throw a whole bucket of sunflowers. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. But uh, Saturday, July the 30th, you could win hotel accommodations, four tickets, and a tour of Minute Maid Ballpark. I think one of the coolest parks in the whole league. Astro Weekend Getaways, powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, Lombardy in Houston downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. I just hope Kyle Lewis is playing by then. Like Kyle <laughs> Lewis. This cat does not like to play. He was out. He wins rookie of the year. You don't ever want to win awards. And then he's out for the whole next season with an injury pretty much. And then he comes back. Then he gets hit with a pitch. Maybe that's part of why. I I think a big reason why the Mariners have been feisty this year, other than I think they're a lot better than their record indicates. So they kind of had a rough stretch there, start to the season, and they're better than their record, I think. Nationally, people are sleeping on him a little too much. But Julio Rodriguez, their super young superstar coming up, has been cheated by the umpires most of the season. He's gotten bad call after bad call after bad call, and he's been hit. And uh, you know, they've they've I don't know, they're just a little feisty. But anyway, you want to take advantage of that. It, uh, those two teams kind of don't like each other right now, and so that you never know what might happen when the Astros play the Mariners. So that'll be an interesting one that you want to um, to register for. So go to the Game Clubhouse. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to get in, feel free to call in. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good, sir. Um, not to hurt your feelings, but I think I'm going to. I think you need to take another vacation, Mr. Foote. 
Okay. Why? Things were so much better when you were on vacation. Uh, okay. So why? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, look, I mean, you know, pretty nondescript. I mean, I don't mind you calling and disagreeing with me, but, um, I mean, or if you're a Yankee fan, okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, just tell me why. I don't know. Drive-by shootings, I don't know. I don't think very highly of those. I mean, you can call and disagree, and we can have a spirited discussion. There yeah. are people that have been calling and disagreeing with me for 30 years. I got no problem with that. But uh, drive-by shootings, pretty no class, I think. But anyway, um, the uh, again, the game hotline is 706-0111, I, um It was a very interesting weekend, as always. In Natchitoches for the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. Um, there were obviously here locally, a lot of the focus was on Tony Robichaux getting inducted into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, and it was it was really cool. Did got a chance to do some stories and interviewing uh, sons and wife, and it's funny because. It's just kind of how it is. He he also has a daughter, and Miss Colleen told me over the weekend she in one of the conversations he was like, um, she was like, "Poor Ashley, we we have a daughter. A lot of people don't realize we have a daughter. I mean, you know, it's such a baseball family, and she obviously wasn't a baseball player, but uh, she, you know, they do have a daughter. This other member of the family that that normally gets ignored, and that's just kind of." How it goes, but no, it is. Um, it it was great um, for Tony to get honored the way that he did, and uh, it was great for. Um, it's always great to go to Natchitoches. I think it's a cool city, first of all, uh, and the event is obviously very important to Louisiana Sports Writers Association, and uh, you get uh, you know personally. I prefer the old way, but again, that's just a matter of opinion. I I preferred hearing the speeches than the interviews, but I understand why they do things. It's a TV thing, and and you want to get the publicity of it being on TV. I mean, that's just that's just the way life is. But anyway, I, it's always neat seeing and hearing the stories of these Hall of Fame athletes, and then hearing them talk. And I got to tell you that the one who impressed me the most was Kyle Williams. I was very impressed with him. Just the way he handled himself. He um the the things that he said, how he said them, um the way he answered questions and he seemed to be quick on his feet and his message and and just, I don't know. I, I you know, obviously I've known who Kyle Williams is for years, but I was just um I was just very impressed. With, um, with with Kyle Williams and, and, and several of them, obviously. But no, it was. Uh, it's always great to go and to be able to hear the stories, and um, that's something that each year we just kind of um, 
it, 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 it's I, with the pandemic and all I, I didn't make you know they didn't have one two years ago I didn't make it last year and so it was good to be back and uh, any thoughts anyone has about the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame certainly um, would not mind talking about that all right let's go back to the game hotline hello good morning Kevin good morning sir Hey, just want to tell you, I totally agree with you. A horrible game called Thursday and the game yesterday. The Astros, for that vaunted Yankees lineup, no hitting for almost 16 innings. And that's supposed to be the best team in baseball. They should have, I think they should have won at least three out of four, but I wanted to get your opinion. The guy that calls all the time, the Yankees fan, don't you think the Yankees are starting to turn into the Dallas Cowboys in baseball? The Cowboys haven't won in so many years. Same thing with the Yankees now. The last time the Yankees won was what, 06, 08? Well, again, the, the last time they've won a uh, a World Series, but, I mean, the Yankees have done a whole lot more winning than the Cowboys have had and done in the last 25 years. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. You know, I, I get about. I get what you're saying because the Yankees is like they have this mentality and a lot of people have it. I just happen to disagree with it. And if you don't win the World Series, then you had an unsuccessful season. I, I don't I'm not an elitist, so I don't I don't have that mentality, that elitist mentality. But um, but so I understand. I think your point, there's a, there are some similarities, but but they've been more successful than the Cowboys. Yes. And just one quick question. Where the heck is Forrest Whitley at? Is he ever going to crack the lineup oh, or even get on the field? Or I've I've given up on him over a year ago, so I, I don't I don't expect him to. No, no, to answer your question, but exactly where he is right now and what his status is, I'd have to look it up because I don't know. Maybe we'll ask Michael tomorrow if we're fortunate enough to talk. But no, I have not kept up with Forrest Whitley. I'm not a huge minor league guy like some Astro fans and some major league fans are, but him, I'm even less of a Forrest Whitley guy. I've given up on him, and maybe I shouldn't. Maybe one day. By the way, speaking about giving up on people, did did you see uh, a longtime Astro fans or just major league? Did you see who got called up over the weekend? Mark Appel, one of the worst first-round picks the Astros ever made. Mark Appel got called up over the weekend. Can you believe that? Mark Appel got called up over the weekend. Wow. That was a wow moment. That is, because I thought he had quit. But hopefully he does something with whoever he's playing with. I think it was the Phillies, if I remember correctly. But I need to look that up to make sure. But, no, I just saw that it was another busy weekend. And you need a little, you know, vacations and traveling is great, but sometimes you just need a little normal. But no, it's uh, I, Mark Appel. Boy, I had to shake my head when I saw that news. But you think y'all could ever do a Larry Anderson day? <laughs> no, you know, we've been having Josh Fields Appreciation Day. I got, you know, I, I got no problem one day. Uh, the problem is Bagwell's not playing anymore. But maybe, I know. yeah, maybe. My favorite player, right? Oh no, I, I'm. I, I think Bagwell is the best player to ever play for the Astros. And I tell you what, though, after this run goes, like comparing Altuve and Bagwell is going to be an interesting thing real soon. One day, an interesting comparison. I tell you what, the way El Pedro Grande has been playing, if he carries that on for another ten to twelve years, 
he might be the best Astro of all time. Well, he he has a chance to be the Astro best Astro hitter, but he's got a long way to go to be the best player. I mean, all around player, just depending on how you. But no, hitting wise, wow, was he off to just an unbelievable start? It it, it is unbelievable. I appreciate the cur- call, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a uh, thank good week. you. You too. No, the the whole the. You know, there's going to be a lot of comparisons in, in the coming years, especially as if El Perro continues to, to, to hit so well, you know, comparing the Josh Fields, El Perro Grande trade to the Larry Anderson, um, Jeff Bagwell trade. Fat, another good comparison. A lot of good comparisons came up on that conversation. Great call. Appreciate it very much. We will... Take a timeout, and you know, more I think about it, give me a little money. I'll go on another cruise next week. I got no issues with that. I I volunteer for that. Cat wants me to take another vacation. I'm good with it. I need to get some things done first, but I'm good with another vacation. We'll take a break, a timeout anyway. I don't know about another vacation, but a timeout, and we'll be back on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the Houston Astros and LSU Tigers. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. You're home for the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Live at 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Obviously, other stuff happened over the weekend. Ole Miss won the, the national championship in college baseball. And, man, you know, there are championships that are expected and there are championships that are unexpected and then there are championships like Ole Miss won and this is going to be you know you know how many times in the next two decades or decade or whatever frame of period of time you want to go to that at all levels coaches are going to use this as an example I mean unbelievable they were a bubble team all year long throughout the SEC season you'd look at the standings and in so many weeks Ole Miss was like in last place in the SEC West and it was like what is wrong with Ole Miss what happened and you just wonder these are kind of questions or thoughts that it's just it's almost silly to say because there's no way of knowing no one can ever know it's impossible. But you wonder if they'd have had a pretty good season. Because they were like preseason number one or early in the year, they were ranked number one or way at the top of, depending on what poll you looked at. If they'd have had, you know, a season like a uh, regular season, like maybe what A&M or Auburn had, where they were pretty good all year long, finished second or third in the division, and, and you know, a highly respected conference, obviously. And everybody said, yeah, they're going a little bit under, 
maybe what we thought, but still having a really good year. Guys still got a lot of good wins, and they would have been like a, you know, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth seed in the SEC tournament. Um, You just wonder if they'd have been able to do what they did or that chip on their shoulder that you get from, oh, your manager's going to be fired and whatever happened. When they came to Baton Rouge and swept LSU, whatever happened, um, it um, it was pretty dramatic. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, no, that was, wow, what a development. That is, I mean, again, they were a bubble team to even make a regional. And I remember when the brackets came out, that Miami regional, I was like, whoo, man, that is not a good regional to be in because, you know, Ole Miss had shown some signs down the stretch. It was, uh, no, that's a fascinating situation there. And then, you know, we don't talk about hockey on this show because I don't know anything about hockey. But Colorado Avalanche a couple years ago, the worst or one of the worst teams in in the NHL from what I understand. And they won over the weekend and beat a two-time defending champion. So lots of things nationally that, that took place over the weekend in addition to all the local talk of Astros versus Yankees and the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, all of that. So very, very interesting. Um... You know, the NFL never really dies. And, you know, obviously you're starting to hear more. Baker Mayfield's about to become, get traded to the Mar- to the Mariners. Well, what if, I keep confusing the Mariners and the Seahawks today. And then, you know, I just got back from Seattle. So I got Seattle on the brain, I guess. But, um, by the way, gas in Seattle was about $7.50, 7.40, well over $7 a gallon when we were in Seattle. Wow. Maybe that's another reason they're ready to fight. They're, they're so ready to fight the Mariners. They're in a bad mood. I'd be in a bad, I'd be in an even worse mood too if gas was seven and a half dollars or whatever. I mean, it was seven forty, seven fifty. I mean, it was unbelievable. It's unbelievable everywhere, but it's worse in Seattle than it is here. Put it that way. But, um, you know, they're talking about Baker Mayfield going to, to the, to the Seahawks, so we'll see how all that plays out and then all the Deshaun Watson stuff. Who knows what's going to happen? <sighs> Las Vegas, what's going to happen with him? So there's all that going on as well. The game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. It is week and I don't know how much we'll get it to today. Maybe we can start, but hopefully tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday. I was going to go a different direction, but I've changed my mind. And so we are going to, in the next segment, we'll kind of wrap up last week because Friday was, you know, John Lipka day, and that kind of messed me up. Um, our momentum and plans for that day to, to a certain extent, and then all the... Uh, Z28 suspension talk. So Friday got a little derailed. But this is high school football week on our footnote summer project. 
high school, heartbreaking losses, high school football week. So, you know, if you're a fan or have any kind of history as a player or a fan or a coach of any specific high school football program um, over the last whatever, however long back, I mean, I again, I, I started paying attention to high school football in the early 80s when I was in high school, but it goes back before it ends. So start getting your nominations ready. Heartbreaking losses. Week four of our Footnote Summer Project, high school football, and we'll start doing those. All right. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Sign up right now for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com so you can score tickets, gift certificates, and more. This is The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on The Game, 706-0111 is The Game Hotline, 706-0111. If you have not... Signed up for the game clubhouse. Once again, you can't win the Astro Weekend Getaway. Also, if you don't sign up, you can't win great prizes like $150 to Mr. Lester Steakhouse or $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. So it's free. It's simple. So sign up today for the game clubhouse by going to 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. Today. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Kevin. Yes, sir. Um and there's a difference between you and me because if my bullpen had blown two games the way your bullpen blew those two games, I'd be breaking things. <laughs> well, I'm not happy, but again, it's all about winning the world. I think the bullpen's going to be fine, and I, I and the bullpen dynamic in the postseason is different in the regular season. So I'm I'm worried about winning the World Series, and I I think uh, I still think they took a little step, half a small step forward in that direction over the weekend, but it's real early. Well, you're you're right about that. You know, Kevin. Actually, it's it's actually the Astros that launched the Red Sox yes. winning ways this year. Absolutely. <clears throat> they had just come off of uh, being swept by the White Sox. And remember, I called you, and I was all ready for Houston to roll into Boston and put the final nails in the coffin. Remember what and I told Red, you? It was a bad circumstance. The Red Sox circum- won two yes. of three, and they, they haven't lost since. Yes, bad circumstance series for the Astros. I told you that that day. The Red Sox are thirty-two and twelve in their last forty-four games. On fire! I told you that was coming. They can hit. I told you that since the beginning of the year. This team can really, really hit. Yeah, but you know why they've been winning in the month of June? Who has 
the best starter ERA in the American League. So how have they pulled that off? <laughs> Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's not going to last. <laughs> you know, that that's just not going to last. Uh, I, I can't see uh, Pavetta and uh, Rich Hill and Michael Walker. No, I don't Josh, think it's going to last long term, but, but you're going to make the playoffs. You, you, you're just too good. Well, uh, I, I think you're right about that. Hey, um, and you were talking about RoboWomp again. How much? You watch a game every day? You watch? I watch whatever the Astros I can. I watch very little other than the Astros. But I, I watch, you know, like the highlight shows, but that you can't get anything out of that. I mean, I watch the Astros and highlight shows, essentially. Well, I watch baseball from the time the first game comes on till the last West Coast game is over. And the umpiring at home plate is horrendous. It's bad. And that's why yeah. they're going to go to the robo-ump, at least, hopefully. Plus, with the pitch clock. Of course, last night I heard when they were doing the uh, Braves-Dodgers something about, well, the clock's not going to start until the guy has the ball and he's on the mound. Well, he's just not going to get on the mound. He's going to catch the ball on the grass, and he's going to walk around on the grass uh, for 30 seconds, and then he'll get on the mound. You, you know if MLB is doing it, it's not going to be done right. I mean, that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a given. It's like Will Bond told Kornheiser, Tone, MLB can't get anything right. And it's a fact. It's a fact. Kevin, who was the guy y'all had who's, who wanted to be called Ted? Ted? Y'all had somebody wanted to be called Ted Williams, or he thought he was Ted Williams a couple of years ago when you were at the other place. He Like this was a, a radio announcer? An Astro. No, some Astro player thought he was, he was going to be like the next Ted Williams. I thought it was Kyle Tucker. I could. I'm, Kyle I'm Tucker probably. He's too goofy. Wrong. He he's probably too goofy. Um, I think it goes. I, I I'm I I'm I don't know, but I I think it goes back much further than that. It seemed like was it like Brett Wallace maybe or something like I don't know. It was wow. somebody who had it's somebody who had a nothing career. Uh, well, I don't know about that. And, and then Red Sox. It, they need to move Xander Bogarts out of the four hole. I mean, the guy's hitting three thirty, and he's on pace to to get maybe sixty five RBIs. As you said on his team, that's scoring all of these runs. Vasquez has as many RBIs as Bogarts. It's he's he never comes through. With men on, with runners in scoring position, right. I don't understand it. But I don't understand much about Alex Cora. <laughs> All right, but we're gonna we're gonna find out, Kevin, because tomorrow it's Toronto, New York, Tampa, New York, Tampa, Toronto. It'll be fun. With I think I think with two games against the Cubs in between somewhere. So. I guess if they split all of that, I should be happy. Yes, sir. (laughs) Unless you blow them in the knife like the Astros just did. All right, I'm at the top of the hour. I appreciate the call.
Bye. We'll take care. We'll take that time out, and we'll be back with another hour on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Again, it is a Monday, so open phone lines for all two hours. And as we kind of review the weekend, obviously, not just locally, although, again, locally, if you're a Major League Baseball fan, Pretty good chance, pretty good odds. You're either an Astro fan or a a Yankee fan. So there are a lot of Astro and Yankee fans, and it it's a high-profile series nationally, and it's definitely a high-profile on this show and, 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 and in this Acadiana area. Now, uh, there are also a fair amount of fans of the Braves and the Punks. They had a very interesting series over the weekend as well. And so um, – it was really a great weekend of games, Major League Baseball. I just my thought, if my closer was Kimbrell or Jansen, I would not feel real good. I, I would not trust those guys. I, I would I would work at the all star break to to beef my teams up my in in the, in that area. I I you know, have not liked Kimbrell for a long time. I don't dislike Kenley Jansen, but I've scored quite a few runs and seen him blow quite a few games. I would not trust him, and I, I would not trust Kimbrell either. So I think those two teams need to do some work in the bullpen at the trade deadline closer. Closer or at least set up-wise. Um, I think the Astros will need to do some work either at center field or at catcher. I think a lot of people are talking catcher, but it wouldn't surprise me if they upgraded a little bit in center field as well. We'll see how that goes. Over the weekend, in my house, he's called Wren, but Chaz McCormick was sent down, and so was Siri. And so, again, I remember last year going into the season, all I talked about was center field, center field, center field, center field, center field. Just like all I've talked about in this offseason season. And a lot last year was running back, running back, running back, running back. And here we are over a year later. And look, Miles Straw did a little better than I thought he would. McCormick's played out. And I know some people are down on him. He's actually done a little better than I thought he would. And Siri is what he is. So um, it, it center field is still an issue for the for the Astros. Um, they've been able to win without it. They got to the World Series without it, so it's not like it's 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 crippling them, but it's still something that needs to be addressed. And hopefully they can get that addressed, that and or the catcher situation. Castro, look, he was fabulous at the plate last year for a backup catcher. Got big hit late, big after big hit late after big hit late. And 
and I was a big proponent of his last year because I thought he could play a role and help the team. Um, he's been awful this year. He is an – I mean, he is – his batting average starts with zero. He still only has two hits on the entire season. And now look, if he was just tremendous defensively, you could live with that as a backup catcher. But he's not tremendous defensively. That's the problem. He's not. So I would think the Astros would probably be more inclined to get another catcher than a center fielder, but we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Again, any thoughts on any of this? The game hotline is 706-0111. I don't know how much we'll get to it today, but look, if you have a suggestion, we don't fight the feeling. We can start. It is week four of our Footnote Summer Project, and it is high school football. So any heartbreaking high school football losses that you remember, uh, we'll be discussing that this week in addition to everything going on in the sports world. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Well, good morning, Mr. Foote. Good morning, sir. You know, Paul Maneri put me in semi-retirement, and the pitchers in college baseball that do multiple bounces before coming set and then throw it three rows into the upper deck, they're going to put me in full retirement from baseball before this is over. When you when, when you first said, hello, Mr. Foote, I did not recognize your voice. But by the end of that sentence, how are you? I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm just trying not to melt these days. That's about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're just out here doing the kid baseball thing and, and watching the idiot parents. And, and then we go and argue with the idiot administrations at these, at these rec leagues and we're just getting through life, man. We're just getting through life right now. Well, I'm glad to hear you're still um, hanging in there and, and getting involved and um, being uh, just being four dogs. That's the way it is. Yeah, but I, I know you said you don't get a chance, but have you noticed this new little thing with these pitchers? Where they, you know, they'll go into their they'll start their motion. Yeah, they'll do like three or four bounces, and I, I, I me and Bitter have talked. Since, since the start of the college uh, playoffs, everyone that I've watched, none have succeeded. Not one. Not one. From the guy from Ole Miss yesterday, whose team bailed his butt out, to LSU, with Rosalman, to you name it. You just, they're, they're out thinking themselves, Foot. Instead of just doing what you're supposed to do, throw strikes, get your team off the field. No, these guys are trying to be cute, and they're out cuting themselves. And it's it, Honestly, I never thought I'd never watch baseball, but these guys are making it really, really tough to watch. It uh, it sounds like, you know, all sports go through fads. It sounds like a fad, and I'm sure if it's not, I mean, I'm sure, you know, they're not going to continue to do stuff. I would think that's unsuccessful too long, much longer, but it's interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just just like Ole Miss yesterday. If you got to see the game, they're bringing this writing. He's bouncing three, four times, and he's sailing them all over. For every bounce, there was a ball pitched, and he walks in the, the potential winning run. And then you turn around, you, they bring in the lefty, and, and he just he just deals. He ain't worried about being pretty or cute, nothing like that. He's just dealing. And he just carries them all the way through, lets the offense come back and take over the game. And it's just, you know, the unfortunate thing is people are watching them, and these kids are watching them. And now I got to suffer through this as my son grows older 
and I have to go and watch this at, uh, outside of TV. I got to go watch it live with kids that can barely even execute the game, but they're going to try to be cute. So, so, that, so, so, that's just, right. So let me let me tell you, dogs. The the fact that Ole Miss won is the lesson. Uh, that you get from that, you know, all the be careful about wanting to fire your coach and all that, or is it, you know, just another example of it's about, especially in the sport of baseball, it's about who gets hot at the right time and streaking at the right time. Well, it's part of that, but I mean, you, you know, if you're the eighth place team, ninth place team coming out of ACC, you got as good a chance of winning the national championship as anybody, you know, any conference champion out of the other conferences. I mean, they had the talent. You know whether it was going to play at the right time. You know that's neither here. I, I you never know, but I mean they had the talent to win it. There's no doubt when you got that that picture that they're their ace, who I guess who I assume would have been coming in in game three, if necessary. But yeah, I mean they had the talent, so I guess you could say they're just playing right good at the right time. But and it all comes down to talent, man. It's not about X's and O's, but about the Jims and the Joes. Make no mistake about that. All right, sir. Good to hear your voice again. Take care. You too, buddy. All I'll right. All right. Man, that's a that's a blast from the past. You like hearing those old callers come back. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, Foot. How you doing this morning? Oh, you know, it's kind of uh, on one hand, I'm very fired up. On the other hand, I'm getting kind of frustrated. I'm kind of frustrated. It, it was a strange weekend. But I agree with you that the yeah, Astros should have swept the Yankees. But we know how that goes. I'd be happy if you know, and you are that they got uh, they split the series. Uh, but you know why it's even more of a glorious morning this morning. Well, you've won how many in a row? Oh, seven in a yeah. row and counting. But that, not only that, not only did my Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup, but if I heard it right, Mr. Jules is starting to slowly come around on our Red Sox, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. No, he was – I think he gets it. Yes, you're right. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to be there for him and say, look, look, it's the team that – it gets hot at the end of the season and everything. And one thing I had to bring up, too, this morning, my my good old buddy Paul was all excited. He said, yeah, we just signed Aaron Judge uh, to a $19 million deal. I was like, wrong. I said, y'all only signed him to that so that they can avoid arbitration so that he, he I think, correct me wrong, then he becomes a free agent at the end of the season, right? A restricted free agent, right? Yeah, they're going to, I mean, they're going to have to resign him. I, a lot of people don't think he's going to, but we'll see. We don't know. Everybody's just guessing. Everybody's just guessing. But the other thing I thought that I heard, and I let it go, but I thought I heard Jules say, Kevin, I'll, I admit you were right at the beginning of the year when, when you were higher on the Red Sox than I were. I thought I heard that, but I, we just... We'll just let that ride and play out because it still is just June. It's still very early. Right. But like I said, as long as it's not the Yankees in the World Series, I'm good. You know, but if it's if it holds like it is and my Red Sox uh, keep staying hot, it's going to be out of my Red Sox and your Astros. And like I said, I have no personal vendetta against the Astros. So if it's them, then so much the better. But maybe it just might be, you know what I might be able to call uh, – October this year. What's that? I I might be able to call it Socktober if my Red Sox are in oh, the World Series. Oh, here we go. But 
<laughs> but that's all I had to say. But yeah, man, uh, I, uh, if I if I seen the schedule correctly, my Red Sox are uh, playing the Yankees in a few weeks in July. So that's gonna tell a lot right there. Uh, hopefully, like I said, as long as long as we don't get swept, I'm I'm fine with it because all we gotta do is get a wild card spot. I'm not expecting anything more. But uh, I'm glad you back down back down to earth this morning. I told you it was gonna be everything was gonna be all good, and uh, hopefully at the end of the season it's gonna be glorious when Aaron Judge is not a New York Yankee no more. But I did see something that kind of turned my stomach. You want to know what that is? What's that? So, so I saw on ESPN that if Judge becomes a free agent, one of the, the teams that that he might go to is my Boston Red Sox. I don't want oh, that don't garbage in that. our organization. Oh, Please on. no. no. That's the last that. person I want. But anyway, you have yourself a good one. Keep them positive mind, mindset up, and I'll talk to you later, man. Thanks All right, for take care. My call. All right, no problem. No, I don't. I don't think. I think I think the Mets I could see and I could see any of the California teams. You know he's from California. Um, you never know. For some people going back to their home state, I'm sure there are aspects of being a mega star in New York that he loves. Like that, you know, the fan base has really adopted him. But you know, you just never know when a guy when it's important for him. Uh, especially when you're a California guy and you and you're in New York City, so that, that, that that's um that's a fur piece, as they say. So, you know, we don't know. We're all guessing. We don't know what these people are gonna do. I mean, he only went there for one year, but who who said? Well, I think Carlos Correa is going to the Minnesota Twins. Like, who said that? I didn't hear one person say that. Now, maybe there's some Minnesota Twin fans that say, it, but. Other than Scott Brasda, I don't know if I know another Minnesota Twin fan in my life. <laughs> Maybe I'm forgetting one or two, but there's not many. So, um, no, we don't know. We're just guessing. We don't know where these guys are going, what they're going to do. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back on this Monday. This just all over the play. Again, motions everywhere. I don't know what to think Monday. I know this. I'm very, very grateful that the Astros are as good as they are. I don't think there's a whole lot. Even if you hate them, there's not a whole lot to argue with that. We'll take a timeout on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. The guys here in the game dugout love baseball. It was the game that was passed down to them by their fathers. Hey, Dad? You want to have a catch? I'd like that. Not all of them had such heartwarming moments. This guy threw at his own kid in a father's son game. Now back to more baseball talk here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh. 
Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Speaking of the Astros, once again, Astros will be playing the Mariners. Seemed like they played the Mariners too much already this season, but um, they will be playing the Mariners on Saturday, July the 30th. Man, it'll be, for some people, football season already by that time that happens. Man, we're starting to sniff July. When is July? July. Remember, we June, we learned June the 1st was a right. Wednesday. When is July? It's on Friday. Friday is July. The 4th is on Monday. <sighs> Man, we're too close to July. June has flown by. It has. I mean, we. Ju- it seemed like we just learned that June the first was that Wednesday. I know. And now it's already July on Friday. That means football season's getting here way too quick. Right. I way break for you, too huh? quick. Yeah, that's just. I'm not. I, I need. I need. I need more of a break. But anyway, if you would like to be part of Astro Getaway Giveaway Number Three. Astros Mariners on Saturday, July the 3rd, you could win. You need to go to the Game Clubhouse by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today where you might win four tickets, a tour of Minute Maid Park, and hotel accommodations for that Saturday evening. Astro Weekend Getaways, powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, La Meridian Houston downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station again we are almost in july and you know the summer is certainly flying by if um if mr drive-by again if you i'm i'm all i'm still ready for more vacation time so mr drive-by wants to um kind of and I'm not really trying to say this in a negative way, kind of put his money where his mouth is. I'm all for it. I mean, I'll I'll go, I'll, I'll do another week of vacation, big getaway, go to Asia again. I'll do it. No issues. But um, no, it's um, it is um, it is what it is. But um. No, we're going to have fun this week. You know, there are pro sports fans and there are college sports fans and there are high school sports fans. And some of them, you know, there are people who pull for, you know, a high school or the Cajuns or a high school in LSU or a high school in whatever school they might have went to or uh, attach their allegiance to. And then there are also professional sports fans as, as well. But... If you are a longtime supporter of an area high school or you played there or coached there or been a booster there, then there are games that you just don't – they never leave you. And so we're going to have fun talking about some high school football this week for sure. No question. And so, uh, look, if it starts today, great. If not, we'll really get into it tomorrow because Monday's always a little bit of a transition day, especially after – a banner weekend of baseball like we had over the weekend filled with triumph and frustration all at the same time. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, Foot. How's it going? Good morning, sir. How are you? 
I'm exhausted from the weekend, but it's okay Monday. It's okay Monday. That's all I can say. The series is tied. <laughs> Woo, talk about I tell you foot. What a game, what a nail biter. You know, I give y'all a little credit. Y'all y'all tough team, you know, y'all 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 a thorn in our rear. I ain't even gonna lie. I believe teams that's not in my division, but in my conference, we should play them once in the season and just hope if they can make it to the playoffs, we beat them there. Because nail-biters like this, I mean, hey, I mean, I got to give it to – yeah, y'all tried your best. But, I mean, you know what was – the problem with Gacho and wins is, besides cheating, is we distracted. We distracted with this judge contract stuff. That's what's going on. We need to get that finished so we can focus on wins and get into this World Series. Well, nothing's going to happen about that until the offseason. So if you're distracted the rest of the year by that, you're in deep trouble. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm going to say. Well, we've well, we got to get back focused. And for, for that little Red Sox fan, you need to start worrying about I Judge. Don't, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that has anything to do with it because the Astros, Judge has never done much against the Astros. The Astros do better against Judge than any team in baseball. So that well, that's I, not a that's I, not a big deal. I don't think that's well, I mean, to do it. Dude, this is the first season he ever played the way he's playing. Period. I mean, he always hurt. He never show up in the postseason. I mean, so that's why we're not giving him the money. He got to bring us a ring first. You know, he got to prove himself. You know, for at least one season a day, he worth the big money. You know. Now, I want to say something to this to this little Red Sox fan. But now, I'm pretty sure you might know this, but don't you know? Since 1918, with their last championship, they didn't win until 04. That's 86 years. Talk about some losers. So I hear Jewel. Jewel, stay on the path the way you've been about negative about your team. They can hit the ball, but they're not good. They're not making the playoffs. Don't let Foot and Martin brainwash you and have you delusional thinking y'all can make the playoffs. Y'all won't. And when we meet up in a few weeks, we're going to prove to Martin and the Muggly Sox fans, and we're going to put them back in their place. We're going to put them back in their place. We all right. But I'm grateful for playing the Astro because it showed us on some stuff we do need to work on. That's what's good about playing a competitive team, you know. So I want to leave off that. Y'all have a blessed one, Foot. Go Yankees. All right. Take care. Um, the, the thing that really shocked me is when Martinez struck out D.J. LeMahieu yesterday because the Astros, getting Judge out is not a new concept for the Astros. But uh, LeMahieu, man, that guy. I don't like facing him. I don't like facing him or Stan. I just, I don't like facing either one. Um, And so, I was shocked that Martinez, who is technically the last guy in the Astros bullpen, but he's actually pitched pretty well. But he just doesn't have a lot of experience against, of getting Judge out like most of the other Astro pitchers. Uh, but, no, he, I still like what he's done for the Astros. I don't know if he'll be able to – when some guys come back, I don't know if he'll be able to make it. But, um, you know, be like on the playoff roster and all that. But he's he's certainly pitched well. He's been a mop-up pitcher supreme so far this season. No question about that. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Howdy, sir. Hey, uh, welcome back. I heard a rumor that you went to Asia a couple weeks ago. I, I did go to Asia. Very ironic. Uh, you know, I had <laughs> quite a few people say, what in the world did you go to Asia for? But, yes, I did. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's funny. You, you, you always talk about, you know, Asia, this, and, you know, 
the yes. Northwest side, you know, out of it's pretty funny. Anyways, what them Yankee fans, boy, they can come up with some excuses, huh? <laughs> well, you know, oh. that's all part of it. But no, I um you know, I going in I would have taken a split, but man, it, it they were just so close to sweeping a four game series up there. Yeah. Oh, that was good stuff. Um so like uh, a while back or a week ago, someone had brought up uh, breakout players for the Saints who they think you know is going to have a breakout year. Um, who would you who would you think would have a good year that you know was on like the cusp of being good? You know. Well, I think like, there would are. You say, like Troutman. I think right? there are quite a few candidates. Right? I, I'm a tight end guy, so I, I, I'm gonna. I'm hoping it's Troutman. That would give me great pleasure. I'm hoping. Cesar Ruiz shows incredible potential, you know, progress that 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 needs to happen. Dude, bro. Uh, Most people, but again, do something this year. Again, Michigan, Penn State, Notre Dame, they don't do good for the Saints. I mean, I I lost my mind and I've kind of tried to put that on the back burner a little bit. But in someone, it might have even been you. Somebody called about a year ago and said, you know, you know, you remember how you used to say that, and it's true. Michigan and Penn State players and Notre Dame players, they just don't do good for the Saints. They never have, ever. And so, no, that's bad. Pete Werner is one, uh, and I, and you know me, I, I'm still, I'm just giddy over Paulson Adebo, and I, I expect him to really oh, do even better. I'm, I'm, I'm just positively giddy about that cat. But now, um, I'm telling you, like, I think that dude would have been a first round pick if it wasn't for COVID. I think it's possible, but um, that, that it worked out for the Saints. So no, uh, uh, there there are quite a few people that that I think fit into that. But um, you know, you know who I'm thinking of too, and you know, he, he's not going to have like the super awesome year. But Jawan Johnson, like if he can stay healthy, just, uh, Jameis Winston was targeting him a lot last year. You I know, would, in the, would, in the red I would, zone, I would love that. Uh, again, it kind of define. It kind of depends how you define breakout. But I think from all the negative propaganda victims around the country, I think the quarterback could fit that bill. Not for me because he's already already he's already proven to me. But for the yeah. national propaganda victim uh, QWs I, 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 around the country, I, I think the quarterback could fit that bill as well. Yeah. Um. So like yeah. And, and speaking of Jameis Winston, this whole like. Uh, uh, it's kind of died down because you know it's the off season, whatever. But like people are talking about, this is a make or break year. I don't can you do you see something like that? That's like ridiculous talk, don't you think? Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't think it is. But again, he would have to. He would have to be really bad. I just. I just don't see that happening. I. Yeah. I, I don't. I just really. I don't see that happening. Now, when I say that, if. If you get all, if you get injuries on the offensive line, if you don't get a running back, then they could have some issues on offense, no question. But I, I, I just think there's too many weapons for that to happen. We we desperately need a running back. Yes. Bad. Yes. All right, Kevin. Thank you. I appreciate the call, sir. Absolutely. No, look, there's so many guys that fit that breakthrough, depending on how you some how you define it. Some people are victims of love. Some people are victims of propaganda. My blood pressure is just victim of QW thought. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. 
your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Let us and Kevin Foote talk more basketball. Oh! Because it's in the best interest for his health not to discuss basketball. I had to give up basketball to save my life. I cannot take basketball. It's way too subjective. More footnotes coming up on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. George, George, George. Congratulations to George Faust. His Ole Miss Rebels won the national championship. But, man, you can't be, can't be messing with a long way there, George. Come on, George. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're on for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Also want to remind you to go to the game to join the game clubhouse by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today so you can be in position to uh, win an Astro getaway or a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lesser Steakhouse or a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House, $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen, and several, many other. As you hear, as the season goes, the year goes on, uh, in all the avenue to get to all these great prizes and win them is to go join the game clubhouse. So do so today. All right, let's go back to the game. No, to the game hotline and talk to Darren. Hello. Yes. Hello. How you doing this morning? Good, sir. How are you? All right. I have a theory that I've been wanting to get across and I want to hear your take on this. Okay. Uh, it's about Jameis Winston and Deshaun Watson. I really think, that the Saints never were interested in Deshaun Watson. And if you if, put this together, I really think the Saints were trying to drive the price up on uh, Deshaun Watson because if you see, the other teams that were interested in him were the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. The Saints always had their guy in Jameis Winston. So if the Saints could have drive the price up on a guy who they knew never was going to play this year and make the Panthers or the Falcons pay all this money for a guy and really ruin their team, that that would have worked out in their favor. But the Browns ultimately came in and stole Deshaun Watson from everybody. So I think the Saints were, were just in it to, you know, paid that part in driving the price up on a guy and ruined that division for – you understand what I'm saying? No, for, I, for, for I the, hear what you're saying. I don't know that I've ever quite thought about it quite that way. And, again, for those, this isn't even coming from a Saints fan. This is coming from – Yeah. And so, yeah, no, it's a very it's a very interesting theory. I don't know that I've heard that before, and I might, I might have to ponder that a little bit. Either way, you, you I'm know, good with it. I mean, obviously, I'm, I, I was content with – with Jameis all along, but uh, but no, that's that's a very interesting concept there. Yes, you know, I I, I really think that they never were in the running form. They just were trying to drive the price up because the, the teams that really, really, really were interested in them were the Panthers and the Falcons, which is in the Saints division. So if one of those teams would have ended up with that guy, 
really and truly, they wouldn't have a quarterback for a year, and they would have been paying a bunch of money for a guy who who, who wouldn't even been on their team for for this year, and that would have ultimately messed up their roster. And now all you would have to worry about was the Buccaneers for a year, maybe two years. Basically, out of been your division for the next few years. May, it may, automatic no, I mean, there's that. there's a lot of logic to it, no question. I, that is that that uh, that's fascinating. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Take care. Hmm. I mean, again, they will never know. I don't think because I don't think you would ever divulge what you're really thinking in those kind of situations. Perhaps someone would one day, but no, it's it's not anything I'd ever thought about quite in that way. I'm just. Um, I say, for, especially for next season, very glad the way things have worked out. I, I still think it's very possible that the Cleveland Browns could get the last laugh uh, with the whole Deshaun Watson thing. I just, for right now, you know, that's all something we just have to wait and see. Uh, for right now, I just hope the Saints beat the Browns. I'm tired of being owned by the Cleveland Browns. So that's what I hope happens. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hello. Nope. All right. Not there any longer. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111 if you would like to get in. All right, let's go ahead and take this opportunity to to, to get this wrapped up before we, um, again, last week, my plan got derailed. We had a very emotional uh, on John Lipka Day on Friday. We had an emotional day and then all the news about um, Z28 because we had a, a report out there that he was going to get suspended at least six games. And it was funny because um, before – you know, after we got off the air at some point Friday afternoon, uh, or that's when I saw it. I don't know exactly when he put it out there, but but Kamara Z28 put out, I, I guess you're going to tell us when Jesus is coming back too, which no one knows. So um, he basically was insinuating, you know, you, you, you know, he, their NBC is reporting this, but they don't know is essentially what I guess what he was saying. And so we'll see how all that plays out. But no matter how it plays out, to David's point a couple calls ago, and to my urging for about a year now, got to pick up a running back. Got to pick up another running back. You don't want to have to depend on the Ty Montgomery's of the world to play running back for you in in critical situations. So hopefully... They there's still time. They haven't gotten one of the running backs that a lot of us wanted, but there's still time to address that issue, and hopefully, it gets addressed. But because of all that on Friday, we didn't get to finish out uh, our week four of our footnote summer project, Major League Baseball. So here's what I'm going to do: real, just rattle it off real quick. Most heartbreaking losses for uh, for footnotes here. 
Major League Baseball history. We did Astros top 10, but we didn't do Major League Baseball. So just going to rattle them off real quick. Uh, number 10, Giants-Angels 2002. And you're going to notice a trend here with a few exceptions. I obviously am not an elitist. Uh, at least I try to not be an elitist. And I proclaim that I'm not a sports elitist. And a lot of these are going to be franchises that either hadn't had success in a long time or had never won a major title. I think that's the true heartbreak. Like, again, one of them is going to be the Yankees, and I, and I really regret doing that, but I did it because I, I still think it was an incredible series. Um, and so I, I kind of feel bad about having a – because I kind of feel like if you're the Yankees, can you really have heartbreak, really? I mean, is that really? I mean – um, so there's going to be a lot of them on here, franchises that had not won the big one yet or hadn't won the big one in a long time. And so, um, that's kind of where a lot of these are going to be. Giants, Angels, 2002, where they looked like they were going to, um, win the World Series in Game 7. They're up 5 to nothing in the 7th, and they lost. I mean, it's hard to get much worse than that. Um, I was going to say the Bartman game here, but I changed my mind. I'm not going to give do both the Dusties, but really I kind of think the Bartman game should be here. But I ended up changing my mind. We'll do... Uh, Braves Twins 91, that one to nothing game that we talked about because quite a few people mentioned that one. Number eight, Angels Red Sox. You say, well, we can talk a whole lot about that, but again, the Angels were in that position. They had never done it, and it looked like they had beaten the Red Sox. And um, Dave Henderson hit that unbelievably dramatic home run. I think it was the most dramatic postseason in, in Major League baseball history and look poor Donnie Moore ended up committing suicide over it. you want to talk about heartbroken heartbreaking he never got over it Donnie Moore the closer for the Angels um, giving that up number seven I think the Buckner aspect of the 86 World Series the whole Buckner game is overrated he's you know Buck Buckner they Buckner could have made that play and they still could have easily lost the World Series. That I mean, that game in, in Game Six. So, but because it's so, I'll, I'll I'll give it number seven. Number six uh, to respect history. The the shot heard around the world. Bobby Thompson, nineteen fifty one, beating the Dodgers. Number five, Astro Mets, eighty six. We are an Astro heavy. We are an Astro station. A lot of Astro fans, and and a lot of people said that one. Game six at eighty six um, in LCS. Here's one that I think I didn't even watch this game or this World Series. But again, following the theme of never having done it before and being so close, Rangers Cardinals 2011, twice the Rangers were one strike away from winning the World Series for the first time ever. And both times the Cardinals came through with big hits and beat them. I think it's it's prop one of the most underrated games historically in Major League Baseball history. Number three, we'll do the Bucky Dent game in 78 just because it's – well, it certainly broke my heart because I wasn't pulling for the Yankees. But um, 
uh, was pu- certainly pulling for the Red Sox and uh, that that game 163 playoff and Bucky Dent hit the home run. Number two, as I said, I kind of regret it, but the Yankees Diamondbacks, it was hard because of the whole 9-11 aspect of it. And not just that, like earlier, the Yankees hit some dramatic home runs earlier in that series. Um, that was a good, that playoff, that World Series w- was just filled with dramatic moments. So kind of regret having a Yankee lost anywhere on this list, much less this high. But I, I do think it was an example or representation of a, a World Series just filled with drama. And then, again, I don't even know if it goes in this category, so I kind of regret putting it number one. But we'll do Cardinals-Royals 85 just because the Cardinals won the World Series and it got just ripped out of them, away from them. Again, I don't even know if heartbreaking's the word when you get just stolen like that with a bad umpire's call. So it's it might need to be on a category of its own, but for this purposes, I mean, we can speculate that so and so would have won, but there's no speculation here. If the if if Deckinger makes the right call, they win the World Series. That's pretty gut wrenching. Pretty gut wrenching. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back. Finish out today's show. Again, we'll, we didn't get to it today. A lot of times we don't on the Monday. But we'll get to some high school football heartbreaking losses starting tomorrow. Should have lots of, I don't know if fun's the word, but nostalgia remembering those heartbreaking losses depending on which side of the game your allegiance was on. We'll take a time out. We'll be back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. June 27th, 1986. American tennis player Ann White shocks Wimbledon by wearing a white one-piece Lycra bodysuit in a first-round match against Pam Shriver. White would wear a regular outfit after the rain break. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. And uh, we might have time for one quick call, but pretty much the calls are over for today. And we'll get into some high school football the rest of the week. We'll be doing college basketball next week for those who are trying to. It was a little tricky because normally I have a schedule at the beginning when I come up with the concept. But because of me being on vacation and then you got the 4th of July, I don't know. It's just it's just been a little trickier this year. And um, and so um, so I've kind of had to kind of judge the schedule because I was out there for a week and a half or so. And so we'll do uh, again. We uh, Major League Baseball last week. I'm going to do high school football this week and then we'll do um, college basketball. Oh, man, that's a whole different animal. And uh, we'll see how how that plays out. Hoping tomorrow to have our first, or my first, not our first, 
But my first conversation with Michael Schwab about the Houston Astros, because it's just been kind of, you know, you hear a phone tag. We've kind of had interview tag, uh, Michael Schwab and I, and, and I look forward to talking to him. So many fascinating things have to do with the Astros coming out of this series and, you know, obviously some roster moves over the weekend with um, with Siri getting sent down and McCormick getting sent down and Jake Myers came back. I don't know if it's me, and we're trying to figure it out watching the game yesterday. There's something about the way that Myers wears his uniform that isn't right, and I can't quite put my finger on it. He just doesn't – it doesn't look right. It just – I don't know. I can't figure it out. But anyway – um, he had a couple of hits. Obviously, he got off to a rough start and had, you know had a series there of striking out. I think he had the hat trick. I don't know if he had the golden sombrero, but he had at least three strikeouts in that first game. And 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 you know that's not people strike out all the time, especially in today, especially coming out when you hadn't played since um, what October, late October last year in the NLTS, in the ALTS. But uh, he had some hits, so we'll see what he does. All right, that will do it for today's Monday edition. Emotions Everywhere Monday edition of Footnotes. We will um, plan to be back tomorrow, Lord willing. Y'all have a nice day.